0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Game Fanatics Podcast. This is episode 30, and we are here to talk about some video games and some news. Um, There's kind of a a lot going on in news, but I didn't pay much attention to it, so I figured we could each, we can kind of change up the way the podcast um, goes in a way, so change up the format a little bit to make it a little more interesting, kind of like a nice little uh, surprise news feed kind of a thing. Um, My name is Joel. I am your host, and with me here tonight is uh, Mr. Ben. How's it going, Ben? Just going very well. Good, good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad things are going very well. Took a well. two hour nap earlier. It's a great. Wow, day. a nap. Didn't mean to. It was an accident, it accidental yeah. nap. Oh my gosh, you've become part cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that other voice you're hearing is Tyler. Tyler, how's it going?
1: Uh, not too bad, Joel. I actually had a very uh a very nice Saturday. There was this very nice uh, little uh, art fest that that that, that was happened uh, near the Harrisburg area. So I got out of the apartments, enjoyed some fresh air, got myself some delicious chicken on a stick, and listened to some jazz musicians play. It was actually a very nice day. It sounds really cool and relaxing. I don't think I would ever yeah. go to an art thing <laughs> like
0: that. I don't know why.
1: Sounds like why. dude 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 man you're you're missing out man like i i I didn't have any intention to really purchase anything any of the vendors were showing off even though they had some really creative stuff like i think the more creative one i I actually saw was somebody who made paintings out of coffee stained uh like fabric like like you just put down like like a piece of paper drink coffee and it'll stain it then he'll like use the patterns in the coffee stains like paint this really elaborate stuff and i'm like that's neat interesting are you gonna buy something from it Okay. yeah and it's like that's nice I gotta buy something from it and sorry now I'd have nowhere to put it alright you've sold me <laughs> and I just I'm going <laughs> next
0: one I see oh, f- fi-
1: f- find a local <sighs> thing man
0: it's fun yeah they're yeah. cool Get some culture I'd have in. to travel to like Boise and I don't want to to find things like that because that's where all the cool fancy people are am I here in the you moonies you act like that's so far away dude it is far I'm, I'm afraid of the freeway
1: you're actually making me reevaluate where I'm living right now. I'm like, huh? I actually live in a pretty cool yeah. place.
0: Yeah. Afraid of the freeway? Your stupid freeway that's like 55. Oh my 50 god! You, you. I told you the story already, Ben. So on oh, my way yes. home from work. So on my way home from work on Friday, I'm driving and there's traffic because there's there's two lanes. It was three lanes, but they one of them ends and so there's a merge, whatever. I'm in the lane that's fine. The lane that's merging, the two lanes, there's, like, a. all of a sudden, I'm, like, sitting there. All of a sudden, I see all this smoke and a ton of car parts just flying all over the place. It ended up being a seven-car pileup. A semi had slammed oh. into the back of this one car and made that car slam it into another one, which then slammed into the other ones around it. It was insane. It was insane. Oh, my yeah. word. I, it, they didn't report any deaths or any like critical injuries but oh my god man driving like some guy came out and was like kind of like trying to manage the traffic and kind of guide us through so as I was driving by and I looked at the car that got hit by the semi man had anybody been in those back seats it would have been like over oh. it was awful oh my awful goodness. I was like oh my god like I was so afraid to look but I just like you know you kind of have to you kind of have that feeling like oh my god like I know it's gonna yeah. be awful but I, I still have to look I was instantly like, I need to get off this freeway and I need to hide in my house. It was I still had to go like pick something up and then go somewhere, but I was like, oh man, I never want to go on the freeway again.
1: Oh bless your yeah, heart! It was, uh, wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh,
0: it was. It was pretty scary, man. I mean, I, I already have a lot of anxiety when I drive. That just escalates it even more. That just makes it so much worse. I'm like, well, I didn't need to see that.
1: <laughs> oh, don't worry, it's not the end of oh. the world. <laughs> Oh man yeah,
0: but yeah, so that was uh that was good, but Saturday was nice, you know, I just chilled out at home, did some yard work once the rain stopped, uh played some basketball with my kids, and then came inside and started watching uh, a really good basketball game, and then I could hear thunder like outside just so loud because we're having like a huge storm oh but yeah, yeah that means uh hopefully tomorrow lots of gaming time so.
1: Anyways, uh you know, you, you, you know, hoping that you know the storm did like mess up your online or something. It
0: usually doesn't like have that much of an you effect, luck- but last weekend, like I like Friday through like Tuesday, I just had a rough ass time with the internet. Like we'd be watching something on HBO, like it was almost happening through the Game of Thrones finale. Like I was getting very upset, uh,
1: getting upset. About what was going on in the Game of Thrones, fan no, or about it. the story. I liked it
0: overall, but like this, like <laughs> I just thought our internet was going to go out in the middle of like the show, and then I was going to like throw my shoe at the TV, even though it wasn't TV's fault.
1: Fair like, enough. Yeah, fair enough. I I have actually kind of stayed away from Game of Thrones. I mean, I, I watched season six and then kind of dropped off because other stuff came up, and uh, now I'm actually kind of terrified to even watched the last two seasons because of all the outrage I've seen happen because of the final season and how it was a shortened season and you know I would recommend waiting everything. now because like once all the outrage is gone I
0: think the show will be more enjoyable for everybody else
1: yeah. I, 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 get a, I get a feeling it's kind of a reminder of what was it, the Mass Effect 3 ending thing I mean which was fine I am <laughs> if, actually I was I'm not going to get into that, but
0: <laughs> it's just really...
1: It, it, it's just strange going to this modern, you know, these days where, you know, the ending of a show you're heavily invested in isn't up to your expectations, and people's reaction is to rally together petitions to try to get your show remade with, and I quote here, competent it's writers and all thing. this activism, all this activism to do all this, and meanwhile, I remember where I dedicate too much time in my life to watching six seasons of Lost, watching that crappy episode finale and being like, wow, they really just let the whole thing fall apart. I Well, that was well, well, that's shit. I guess I'll just move on with my life. I
0: hate (laughs) how stupid people are with the petitions. Like, oh, yeah, you know what? You got all these signatures. Yeah, you know what? Let's remake the episode for you guys. We're sorry. All this money that got spent, all this other shit. Yeah, you guys, oh, 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 yeah totally. you guys got all those signatures. Sure. Like, the people that, that did it for Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and supposedly oh, raised, like, over $400,000 for it. I'm like, like, stop wasting your money, you idiots. Good for you. Like, <laughs> dumb, 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 dumb.
1: The, the sad thing is that they could have taken that money and made, like, their own, like, Star Wars fan film and, you know, just, you know... Made something a bit more wholesome out of it Instead of this whole Ryan Johnson destroyed my childhood Star Wars is ruined Ugh. We're trying to save Ugh. it uh, th- this, th- this entitled You must listen to us raw voice of the people nonsense It's exhausting Yeah
0: It was yes. uh Anyway Other, other uh, than uh, Game of Thrones uh, Which Is never really a good topic <laughs> 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 What else have you guys been doing? Ben, what, what has your week been like? Oh, well, you're probably going to talk about Rage,
2: so I will leave that there. Um, I picked up the Castlevania Anthology, I think it is. Ooh. Anniversary, Anniversary collect- oh, Collection. Anniversary Collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, because I've, I've played most of those games, but never like really played them or beaten any of them. So it was a really fun time to go back. I played through Castlevania 1. And had a, a lot of fun with it. It's it's obviously old, and it doesn't hold up as well as something like Mario 3, or, or something along those lines. But there's so, there's so much in there of where gaming was at the time, and where it went after with other Castlevanias. It was fun just to play through the one original Castlevania game. I really enjoyed it. Uh,
1: okay, Ben, yes. Ben, hats off. Because I've played the original Castlevania, I get up to the boss battle with Death... And then I just... Oh, I... There, I and you're telling Yeah, me. no. <laughs> you you actually made it to Dracula. And beat I, him. I, I did off. a save state.
2: I mean, there's like one save slot. So I did save states at key moments. Ah, uh, oh, darn it. I didn't... Uh, okay. Yeah, no, there's no way. Dude, the room before death and then death? Fuck that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Screw that That's route. crazy Screw town. That like, the rest it's so of it's hard. not that crazy. You could do it. But that room is just yeah. egregious.
1: All the Medusa heads <laughs> flying at you. It's,
2: that's I got pretty decent ugh. at it after a certain point because I couldn't get hit. I had to, I saved right before it, and I couldn't get hit through it because I needed life to get to the boss. So I got fairly decent at it. But oh my god, no way. That's pretty. Cool. No way in hell. Uh, <laughs> it does this thing, <laughs> I, I, um, the this collection though, where it only gives you one save slot for each game. So you have to choose very wisely when you want to save it. You can't just abuse the system and it actually changes the way you play the game because you can't just save whenever you want and go well i'll load the the other one because you have to make that save count and i kind of like that as my own checkpointing system it had to be a safe one i had to hedge my bets of like could i do this better or maybe i'll try it again or it, it was an interesting i don't think they did it on purpose but it was a new way to play it instead of just having infinite save states in a collection like this that you usually have
1: I actually like that, uh, Ben. I also picked up the collection, and I have to say, I really do enjoy they went for the more obscure Castlevanias remaster because I think we're all a little too familiar with Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood at this point. So, so, so it was nice to actually see, like, you know, like, uh, they actually have, I think they actually have the Castlevania for the, Sega, for the Sega Genesis on there, I think. Yeah, I forget what it's called, I but yeah, it's on there yeah the Sega genesis one um uh, kid dracula we finally got a pro uh, an official english adaptation uh, english translation of kid dracula in, in that collection which is just nice
2: yeah it's a really cool collection i've been i just want to do like one game every week or two and and slowly burn through these games that are that are classics that i i love the castlevania series but i've never really gone back and played a significant portion of the earlier entries. so it's really cool to see
1: I'm just glad that I'm just glad the Konami actually clearly gave this uh, this anniversary collection a, a good amount of time and polish to it because all the games run really well. They have all these different um, uh, aspects and filters and like mm-hmm. different like you know y- you know ways you can you know put you know put the game you can put like classic or CRT monitor with scan lines all that good stuff and they even include like these little bonus the sort of bonus art book thing like in the game where you can like look through you know you know concept art and. Production notes for, for the different games, which is for, for me, it's the gold standard. If you're, you're going to do one, one of these like big, you know, you know, anthology, anniversary, history, collection things mm-hmm. like the SNK Collection or the Street Fighter Collection, and you know, it, it's just nice. And like you said, Ben, Castlevania is a huge series. I mean, I'm still waiting for season three of that Netflix series to, to drop <laughs> because, well, because you know they're not making another game, and I I I, 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 need, I need more. It's <laughs> I need more Castlevania. It's
2: such a great and storied franchise. That's so sad that where it is now, unfortunately.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it almost makes me almost makes me want to kind of reevaluate what, what they did with the Lords of Shadow trilogy because, mm. <laughs> my gosh. Mm. I, is that a trilogy? Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Oh. Technically, yes. There was the first Lords of Shadow, then there was that Mirror of Fate 3DS game, and then there was Lords of Shadow oh, 2, that's a.k.a. Right. That's right. Yeah, so te- so technically it was a trilogy, and uh, in a way it almost felt like kind of a microcosm of the whole Castlevania series. Like the first one's like, oh, this has potential. It could be kind of good. The three S one's like, okay, it's getting a little weird, but we, we're kind of all over this. And Lord Shadow 2 up its own butt.
2: It's <laughs> unfortunate, really. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting for the Castlevania collection that has 64 on it because I love that game and they refuse to re-release it. And I will buy that immediately.
1: Oh boy. Oh I'm a boy, broken man, man Tyler. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> broken man.
1: That that is the danger with these remat with these collections like, okay, you're releasing the good. Now give us the craft. Yeah, <laughs> How it to excited me. are you for
0: uh Bloodstained? Very. Very okay. Very same exciting. here. And you both played uh what was the other one? Not Ritual of the Night. Is it Ritual of the Night? The one before it. Curse, Curse of the, of the Moon. Moon. Yeah. Did you guys play
1: that? I actually picked that one up recently, and I think it's a pretty. It's very clearly a love letter to Castlevania mm-hmm. Three and it's it's fun. I I like the sprite artwork, and the bosses are very creative.
2: I played about half of it. I think maybe a little more. I really enjoyed it. It's it's a fun little game. It's not like oh my gosh, this is some media adventure I'm going on, but it's like it's a fun little couple hours you can play it.
1: Oh yeah, like I'm stuck on the final boss, but like the whole thing is. You know, if you just do it start to finish and, you, and you're really good, you can, it's like a good two hour diversion. Mm-hmm. And they have a sort, and there is a sort of diversion path system, so there is some replay value to it, but, eh, you know. It's a, it, 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 it's a nice little budget it's experience.
2: It's a bite sized, and it's like a cheap game, too. It's a bite sized Castlevania. It's really
0: nice.
1: Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, anything else? I played,
2: I'll briefly mention, I got Yoshi's Woolly World, or Crafted World. <laughs> Oh
1: okay. Crafted
2: World. Uh, I keep calling it Willy World on accident. It, so that it's just such a cute game. I really love seeing Yoshi in these stupid little outfits and he's he's got like a uh, like a soda can he's in or now I'm now he looks like a skeleton cuz he's got a little dumb outfit on. And it, it it's just nice carefree platforming. It's not super super easy except for the beginning, but it's definitely not hard but it's a nice chill relax listen to a podcast collect some nonsense and and enjoy it's a very solid game
0: okay so i mean it's so it's it worth re- at least it sounds very chill it. it's yeah because to me like i just i've i mean for 60 dollars i to me that's you know for a game that isn't as challenging as other platformers but I mean, if it still has something to offer, that's pretty cool. There's a just, lot. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's- there's a lot of levels, and there's a lot of stuff to do. I
2: agree with you. Like, I'm getting this through Gamefly, so I didn't buy this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, that's why, like, my what, first what, Gamefly game. Like, let me do this, because uh, I'm going to on a trip Would you soon. say, uh, Ben, would you say that the art direction and cute aesthetic could be a selling point uh, of certain people out there, more so than the challenge. I think so. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, especially when the worlds uh, flip backwards and you're
2: inside the little um, egg cartons and nonsense. It It's cute to see the little poochie jumps out of cakes and stuff. and it, It's just kind of a fun, whimsical time. If you have kids, this is a perfect game. Not that it's easy, but just it's so bright and fun. It's nice to have a fun adventure instead of I'm killing dudes in the face all the time in Rage, and I, and I really like Rage, but I want some, like, fun, cake, poochy, jumpin' time, you know? It's just a little different, uh, aesthetically. Let,
1: let's go let's go, let's go, collect some gins and some flowers. Yeah, Yay, it's exactly. Flower I need
2: some flowers. I'm gonna throw some eggs. Everything's gonna be relaxed. No one's gonna die.
0: <laughs> Perfectly safe. Yeah. I mean, I played the demo a few right. times, and I, I did like it. I just, I knew I was like, man, first of all, I'm not gonna pay 60 bucks for this shit. Also, like... I know Nintendo never puts their games on sale, and when they do, it's like, oh, we're going to take $5 off. Like, ugh, I'm never going to play sure. this unless I rent it from Redbox. So maybe I'll just have to do it's that. It's totally worth and it. Try to... a... Kids are going to be on summer vacation, so maybe I can run through that with them one of these days. It has co-op, but I don't know how it works. No, I will not do that. <laughs> okay, fine. I will, we will yeah. take turns. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, Tyler, your, your games, sir, or game that you... Want to discuss? Um, I've,
1: been, I've been playing a, a few things here and there. I've been chewing on Destiny 2. I finished up the Invitations of the Nine, which was the big thing for the current season of content, getting ready for the new season of content, the Season of Opulence. Not much to talk about other than, oh dear huge lore implications with what's going on with the Invitation of the Nine. Don't want to get going down that particular rabbit hole because everybody else already has. (laughs) I was like a week behind. And uh, aside from playing a bit of the Castlevania collection and things here and there, the only real major game I can really feel comfortable talking about is that I have finally, after two whole years of chipping away and having other things show up and get in my way and everything else, I have officially completed Persona 5. Yay. And... And <laughs> I got the true ending. I got the... I got to the big battle against Yaldabaoth and defeated him and got the best ending even though I barely had any of the social links maxed out. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do this a lot with, with all the Persona games. Like, I will get the true ending but I won't have all the social links maxed out because the way the game does, the series does the time management sort of stuff, it's difficult to tell what's the best option to pick for getting your stats up and getting your, and getting your, your, um, uh, your, uh, your social standing with people together. Cause sometimes if you hang out with a certain character, other characters show up as well. And their standing goes up together. Or sometimes there'll be a huge time jump and you'll lose a whole lot of days that you thought you had that you could build up. And it's difficult to gauge that on your first playthrough. Yeah. And and it really bothers me because there's, like, multiple social links where, like, I want to max this out. I like this character. Okay. Do, okay, do you have this one particular skill, max the heck out? No. That's going to take, you like, two weeks. Okay, I did it. And you wasted all that time doing that, so you missed your opportunity to get this link, this link, this link, and it's like, dang it! Yeah, that's,
0: that's a, <laughs> like, one of the complaints I have against Persona games, like... I, I just wish they weren't so long because I would love to replay them to try to get different endings or to max like max out different social links, choose different like, um, you know, relationships and stuff like that. I just, if it wasn't mm-hmm. a billion hours every time you play it, then <laughs> it would be so much better.
1: That's kind of hit me as well. There was a certain sort of choice paralysis, a sort of anxiety yeah. when it comes to when it comes to it because here's the thing. Apparently, there was like two social links. I completely missed in Persona 5. Oh, and do you know somebody which ones? told me uh, the sun arcana i think and the moon arcana okay.
0: yeah because there's are so some I'm, social links that you get from isn't it from like another character or the same character that already gave you a social link
1: i know i think each character has a distinct social link it's just it's just that certain characters support characters and only show up at certain times oh yeah and, and they, and they don't give they don't give and them and to you
0: till that moment and then you realize
1: oh shit now i have this one to level up yeah, yeah, exactly. And, apper- and apparently I was told like the sun arcana was like the one of the more powerful arcana and like you get some really good personas from that. Of course. Because co- Exactly. And, and it lets him know where everybody's like, oh, my God, you're doing this without X, Y, Z. Are you doing a hardcore run? I'm like, no, I'm just playing the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
1: because because that's kind of how I get over the paralysis of the Persona games. I'd say F it. I'm just going to do a, a single playthrough and try to role play it as best as possible as I can. within you know, uh, you know, uh, within the limitations of the game, like I know it's a JRPG, they have their Baked and stuff, but, you know, it's like, okay, social social links. I'm, I like this character. I'm going to hang out with them. I like these personas. I'm going to hang out with this. You know, there's a female character in the party. I like her. She's best girl. I, I shall date her and give her the give her the smooch. <laughs> and then that's, you know, you know, you know, you know, that's how I play them. Like, I don't try to optimize everything to be totally broken, but I, I, I take advantage of what's given to me at the time. And, oh dear me, did I abuse some of the crud that I got in Persona 5. Like, like I think there was, like, some crazy mini-bosses, like, near the end of the game, where they just had all the stupid, stupid resistances and all the stupid whatever. And I wound up beating them by just casting a bunch of reflect barriers on myself and let them beat themselves to death. <laughs> and after just buffing, it's like, it like, okay, I don't have any way to actually beat this boss down without wasting all my mana. So, so, screw it. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> so, you can sort of say I cheesed it, but I think uh, my, my review that I did right before, I still stand by it. I still think Persona 5 is still a good game. I still think it's great. It's got a good style to it. I love the soundtrack. I love the visual design. I still, you know, there's a lot to love, Yeah, yeah. but... And I'm not going to lie, there were some pretty big twists at the end of the story mode that actually did make me reevaluate the stuff at the beginning with the framing device, everything. Like, they, they do a very elaborate Ocean's Eleven st- st- style, haha. you thought this was going on, but we actually did X, Y, and Z, and that's why we pulled this off. Flashback that kind of happens, you know, near, near uh, once the game kind of goes into its third act, where things just kind of go completely off the, off the rails in all the right ways. Yeah, yeah. I, like those and, and I liked those moments. And I liked all that, but for some reason I liked I liked some of the other stuff in some of the earlier Persona games a little bit more. Like I felt more connection to certain characters and more, it felt like certain story beats were handled a bit better. But I can't deny that Persona 5 was a good time and I did enjoy the stuff that, that they did play with. Because there was a lot on this game's mind when, when it comes to justice and optics and you know what exali- what's the difference between true justice and what the people believe cognition versus reality which is very prevalent commentary especially in the social media age where people care more about the feelings more, more so than the facts mm-hmm. i like that. That, that 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 was all very topical yeah i mm, but then again everything i'm talking about everybody else kind of already knew because they have a lot more free time than me <laughs> but <laughs> But, 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 but yeah but yeah i'm done with persona 5 finally and just in time for the royal to come <laughs> yeah that'll
0: be interesting though cuz i mean for the most part you know the stuff that they're adding is is almost worth it i guess to check out but i don't know if i'm willing to dive or to give up that much time you know to that i, I, I could, was... that i could you know dedicate to other games
1: i was willing to to double dip for, for persona 4 I was willing to double-dip for Persona Four The Golden, and I did like how they updated that game and how they added a lot of stuff. And I didn't mind the introduction of Marie, although her bonus dungeon can you know burn in hell. So I, I'll, I'll probably ch- I'll probably check it out again. Uh, check out Persona Five The Royal. The thing is that I've said this before the podcast. If it comes out on Switch, I'm willing to look at it again mm-hmm. because otherwise, I don't think I could dedicate that much time to a very gr- uh, grindy. You know cutscene heavy jrpg again you know in the comfort of my of, of my home with that much free time dedicated to you know a big screen experience because i uh, yeah, we, we, we talked about it before it's, it feel, feels like if you're gonna have a very grindy level grindy repetitive jrpg kind of game if you have it on a handheld it's a bit more agreeable because you can just take that out and just you know you know get your get your numbers up while you're you know on the on, on the go or something yeah. It feels it feels a lot more tedious if you're, you know, sitting on your couch in your living room with your free time spending your entire evening just getting to level 65 instead of, you know, progressing the story.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been my issue with RPGs as of late for a lot of different ones that I want to play. And like, I just don't have the time. I wish I did. I wish I had an island to sit on where I just had time to play all these RPGs, but it's just not the world I live in anymore.
1: Adults got to adults, am I right? Yeah. idiots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I will talk about Rage 2, the main game I played throughout the week. I'm not going to, like, give too much about it just because we talked a little bit about it um, a couple episodes, or a couple weeks ago when we recorded our last episode. Um, but I did finish Rage 2. I am now just kind of, for the most part, trophy hunting and trying to, like, clear the map. And I continue to enjoy playing the game. And I to me I figured out the thing that's missing. After oh. playing the crap out of it and enjoying for the most part every aspect of the game. Even I mean the story's eh, whatever. But it's not important. Like for these types of games. It doesn't matter. Like, it, it gives you they're mainly giving you a purpose to run into like these bases and just annihilate everybody. And I'm okay with that. The driving. There's not enough vehicle combat and that's my biggest problem you drive around the world and for the most part you see like little spats of like mobs but they're not in vehicles they're just sitting outside and they're sitting there and so you just run over them whatever The, the rare times that you get some motorcycles that are just randomly in the world and they're like trying to destroy you it's very rare the only way to get really good vehicular combat in that game is to chase down the convoys, which are fun to take down, but like the the world is so open, especially parts of the map like the Dune Sea and everything, are so bare and empty that it's just like put more shit in here. I wanna I wanna use all these weapons I just spent a ton of time upgrading
1: that sounds maddening like uh, it sounds like there's like multiple cases where you're just up in this open desert driving around and nothing's happening you're just like wow I really really wish some crazy ass death squad would show up to try to kill me as you're getting your weapons ready yeah I mean you're like the last
0: you're the last (laughs) ranger basically that's out here to defend or to destroy the authority or whatever like there should be guys chasing you down in cars and it's like they they only notice you when you're like near them
2: (laughs) Yeah. Another thing that's missing from the driving or just the open world in general is some kind of uh, like in Mad Max, there were these towers you could destroy or these other little kind of collectibles for lack of way, a better way to describe them, that were on the map in each region. Oh, let me take down the six towers in this region. There's nothing there. There's balloons that'll randomly pop up but but that's that's not that's not fun and each fight is the same they're they're a
0: pain in the ass to take
2: there's like nothing really to to do other than drive to the next
0: thing yeah that's that's kind of been the the main thing that i (laughs) didn't like about the game but other than that like i love the shooting i love the weapons i love you know using them in like different combos different ways um i like clearing the map like the map is fun to just like you know, you drive to a new spot, well, that's a question mark. You go in there, you destroy people, or you just find the thing. Um, like, the find, you find the ranger, or you hunt down the guy. Like, different things like that are fun because they're so kind of close together in a way that you can kind of just go from, from one to the other. But then, like, there's just nothing for a while because there's, you've, yeah, like, you drive around, there's just, like, nothing. Mm-hmm it's a com. it's a commute yeah. more than anything and i I've, I've taken like i've i've completed a lot of the trophies which has been kind of fun to do because some of them are like you know use your use your moves in certain ways to you know complete this trophy basically that's been pretty fun there's a few other ones in there that i'm probably not going to pursue just cuz i'm like like i don't want to do the race thing because it sucks to drive this car
2: i was looking at the trophy list cuz we talked about doing the platinum yeah. and there's two or three that i'm all no yeah. like 100 Uh, headshot kills with
0: the wing stick that's a lot that's hard to do especially once you're facing (sighs) armored enemies like you have to blow off their armor and then hope that you hit them in the head with that thing
2: yeah Oh, thats it's unfortunate that that trophy list doesn't have hey take down every single x type of mission in the map because I would totally do that
0: yeah replace some of those shitty ones with clear all these missions clear all these missions clear all these missions take down all the convoys whatever like I would gladly do that, but give me, it just there's give no me something to chase. <laughs>
2: yes, there's nothing to chase, and the stuff to two chase is either you did it already in the campaign, or it's you know kill something ridiculous. Like, all right, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's like give, give me a reason to be in your world. Like
1: mm-hmm. that's that's the main. It's thing. kind of weird, but it, that is particularly weird considering how prevalent sandbox games have become. Like there's a sort of obligation that they should be full of uh, content, or you know, or even just busy work to, to do. Like you mentioned before, towers to destroy, things to collect, enemy factions to blow up, stuff like that. And it feels weird to hear this about, about, about a game coming out this year where this is a big open world. Okay, what is there to do in it? Uh, well, like, there's, there's a plenty, lot to do.
0: Yeah, there's plenty to do. It's just like the the main thing I felt going into the game was like, this is going to be like Mad Max, but maybe like mixed with Doom. And the, like the car stuff just feels like something they forced in, in a way. Oh, like it's not like so Mad Max. Sad. It's not like Mad Max at all. And I feel like they had a chance to, you know, they could have added that in like the, the, the more in-depth system that Mad Max had for the cars and you know making them better and stronger and, and giving you reasons to go out in the world and invest in your vehicle like because they do have like other yeah. vehicles in the game that are pretty cool to drive around for the most part but a lot of the things you're doing you have to do with the, the main car you get which is called the Phoenix and so it's just it's just a weird like I don't know it's just a weird thing but it didn't it doesn't take away so much of the game that I'm not enjoying the crap out of it yeah. So my, my review will go up soon. Hopefully, Tyler doesn't completely shred it. <laughs> Destroy. I, I don't like writing,
1: so I actually really enjoyed writing this article uh, or this j- review. J- just remember, man, remember this. It's not personal. The first draft always sucks. Well,
0: I mean, it, this is kind of my second draft because I wrote it and then I rewrote it. But All right. I'm going to pledge this now. I will not <laughs> rewrite much of it. <laughs>
1: I don't think you have a choice, buddy.
0: Oh, if it, it doesn't go up on that side, I'll just put it up on my fucking Instagram or some shit. Just take a
2: picture of the screen. Yeah, Instagram. there you go.
0: Anyways, besides, besides that game, I haven't really played much else. I did uh, start up a new season of Diablo 3 because it just felt good to find another game to turn my brain off and play with.
1: Oh, no, no, I I, I get you, man. Like... <laughs> I have Diablo three on Switch as well, and whenever you're in the break room and you just want to, you, you just want get, get to get get your get your Diablo fix. It's just ah, yeah, I, I feel like well, you. Well, I like um,
0: I put it on harder, a harder difficulty. I think I put it on harder the one after that, and I've just been like plowing through the game as a monk. And I, man, I'll I'll probably never play <laughs> as any other character class in Diablo. I love playing as the
1: monk. It's so fun. It's funniest. It's hilarious. Gu- guess what class I the picked. Monk for my first. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I wanted to check out the necromancer but I'm like, "Nah, what a punch thing. Uh, yeah. I just want to punch yeah. all." The well, when I first played Diablo 3, I
0: played as a monk and I loved it. And then I went back and played as a witch, I think. And then I tried playing mm-hmm. as the uh, uh what's the other one? The uh paladin. No, it was thing? like the witch doctor, I think. Yeah, the witch, witch doctor. doctor. Yeah. yeah, so I tried playing as that and I just did not enjoy it. So I, I that was my and... first character I played there with yeah. It's mm. it's fun. I really like um, I I have it on PC, I have it on PS four. I think I have it on PS three, but I'll never touch that thing again. Jesus. Um Dear man I told myself I would not get it on Switch just because like I have I have it enough times. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. purchased it. You've already you yeah, what, triple. I've depth. given them enough of my money. But mm-hmm. that's about it. And I plan on playing that a lot more and checking out more Dauntless this upcoming week.
1: Oh, that's Oh yeah, Dauntless—that's a
0: big, big thing. I mean, I've I've played I played a little bit of the beta on PC a long time ago, and it's a very grindy game. But I do want to check it out again and see what kind of changes they made. Okay. So yeah, but that's that's a, a good wrap up for the podcast. No, the games. Um, it's not to say it's just kind of short, doesn't end it. it? So yeah, just end it. <laughs> just Put it just out the end. It. Um, I think fig- I. I think it's a good time to talk about some news items. So, there was a lot of news this <gasps> week. I know there was because I kept seeing Twitter kind of freak out about certain things, but I figured we would each bring one good news topic to discuss and then that would be good enough because I'm sure a lot of people on here either read news on our site or read, or not really news, but read news like on other sites or Twitter or whatever or listen to other podcasts. So, figured we would just talk about the ones that are, that kind of stuck out to us the most. So I will start because mine is short and quick and uh, something I'm interested in. So this year's Call of Duty will actually be called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So <laughs> kind of weird, but apparently it's been kind of uh, rumored for a while but now.
1: Isn't there, but isn't there already a game called yeah, Call of but Duty that Modern Warfare? that one's Call of Duty
0: 4 Modern Warfare. Yeah. This one's just Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Kind what of like different. God of War. Well, that's not confusing at all. You know, I think it's more confusing to be like, this is Call of Duty 5 Modern Warfare 3 or something like that. Like, the way they were starting to do that was nuts. Oh, my. It was bad. It, I'm, I'm okay with them just dropping and just being like, this is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Because we haven't had a Modern Warfare for this, like, generation. So yeah. I think it's okay. And I think it's fine. And I think it just... Like who cares? They'll maybe they'll put twenty nineteen in parentheses next to the game, like always, like we do with on the box art. <laughs> yeah, like even in the box art. But you know, like it, now when we reference Doom, it's Doom twenty sixteen, right? Not original Doom. Sure. Yeah.
1: Well, 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 that that is fair, since Doom twenty sixteen was kind of a soft reboot or sort of sort of return to form for Doom after, you know, like over a decade of just sort of nothing. Yeah. And. I do think that it is kind of funny because um, I think at one point Activision did actually want to just make Modern Warfare its own spinoff series, but decided to keep the Call of Duty n- n- name to it because, you know, brand recognition. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Brand recognition, money, 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 money. Got to have that brand. And I think it's kind of, kind of entertaining. Now that we're saying, okay, they're just going to do it again. And f- apparently I think it's supposed to be, it is supposed to be kind of a, a reboot a soft, uh, a soft reboot of the Modern Warfare trilogy, so we might see, I don't know, I, I don't know, so, soap? Uh, so, well, well, yeah, Soap or somebody else like my Papa. What was the other guy? He, he, he was your CEO in in, in Modern Warfare Oof, One. He had the hat. Price. Price. Price, Price, Captain Price. I, I, I mean, I just really hope they
0: do something different. I, 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 do enjoy Call of Duty every year. I didn't really check out much of Black Ops Four this year. Um, I just i don't know i just there's just too many battle royales already and i just didn't feel like checking out much of it um i usually enjoy the multiplayer a lot and campaigns are you know here and there i'll play them but not very often i'm i'm ready to see what they do with this it's gonna be weird for 2020 because they just um not revealed or just they just um released that thing about treyarch taking over for uh i think sledgehammer and raven software yeah like mm-hmm. basically taking whatever they were working on and now turning it into black ops 5 Ugh. which is so weird because that's usually like that would usually be in probably 2021 is when that would normally come out instead but now they yeah. have so they're gonna put push it, with... it up a year because they're like something must have happened or something maybe wasn't going well who knows yeah but i mean I, I kind of wish they would take the approach that Assassin's Creed did. Maybe take a year off and, or, you know, five years off, and figure <laughs> your shit out. But, you don't, but Joel, you don't understand. Money! I know, that's money. the problem, is it makes too much money. It's just going to be so weird how they, and I know we just discussed this maybe a few weeks ago, Um, it's going to be so weird what they do with Blackout considering that's Black Ops 4 a uh, Black Ops 4, like, portion They're of that game. Point. So what are they mm-hmm. going to do with it now that it's gonna be Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Exactly. That's what's more interesting than who what it's called. Yeah. Honestly. I know. I mean, and and I, like I know. I think I saw Greg Miller posted like I don't care, what, that it's called the Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's fine.
1: <laughs> like.
2: Yeah. they had, had some some so sort of stupid names. Were, like, with yeah. Yeah. They're running out of names. It doesn't matter. It doesn't
1: matter. It's fine. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually okay with the name itself. I mean. I mean, you, you say yourself like like other like other series has kind of done the sort of thing where they just have like, the name of the new game just be the title. Yeah. God and of War is the biggest example a, of that. Yeah. God of War. We mentioned Doom. And it, it seems it, it seems to come with this sort of implied, um, uh, you know, um, uh, sort of message that, yeah, this is a continuation but we're also just doing a soft reboot where we just kind of do our own thing and other stuff happened. It's still canon, but we're taking it in a different direction and it feels pretty much earned since a lot of uh, culture mainstream and gaming culture has kind of accepted that as just being a thing and also just a blatant case of them just admitting they've run out of ideas so they're just rehashing ideas yeah I mean it happens everywhere uh, these I, days I, I joke
0: <laughs> So, <laughs> but that is my news story and uh yeah I mean whatever Call of Duty you're here every year anyways let's see what new crap you bring to hooray to us to me to obsess about for a week and then be done with
1: I hear there's going to be a section where you sneak around. Whoa. Ugh.
2: I'm into it. I'm going to fail that. I'm the one who liked the stealth sequences in
0: Days Gone, which everyone seemed to hate. But I <laughs> like. I, you do you, man. I dislike those uh, stealth moments in um, Spider-Man, but they were, after a while, I kind of got over it and was like, okay, these are fine. They're kind of a little bit of a break from the, the normal gameplay to kind of like play with
1: these other characters those were okay they were okay those were fine like like they they weren't they didn't they didn't overwhelm you too much Mm -hmm. yeah they weren't super difficult
0: anyways um ben
1: would you like to go next Ah. so
2: i think mine might be a little quick too but it's kind of about sony had that investor meeting in japan and we have the leaked video of the ps5 as we're gonna call it uh, and its performance over the PS4 Pro. And we've had that story weeks ago about how the loading times are much better, and you know it's it's 0.8 seconds on the PS5 estimated hardware. Yeah. Um, but to actually see it in action, and to see, I think more importantly, the next part of the video where it goes over how much of the world they can stream in, because you watch it on the PS4 Pro, and it's like, oh, this is quickly moving through the city. And then it stops, and it loads the next section. And then it it cruises to the city. Yeah. And once you get to that next gen PlayStation, and it's zooming so fast through it, it doesn't even stop. It's such a good, huh? it's such a good indication of like, oh wow, this is. This is meaningful. This is relevant because there's so many things in games that we kind of make fun of where like, oh, Kratos has to lift this log. And, and so boy can go through because it's masking a loading screen. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's so many little techniques that are used for that. But if if almost the entire city can be loaded in so quickly, we don't have to have that. And it changes the games we play, not only on a, hey, it's just I'm there faster level, which is already incredible. I like it a
1: lot. That is pretty pretty darn cool yeah. uh, 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 was the presentation just showing the loading screen, or did we get any other details about the plates
2: no 5? no other uh, details it's just the loading screen it shows it, it uh, pretty cool it, it's kind of hard to see because it's a cell phone video of a powerPoint presentation, but it shows the p s five kind of jumping around the city and it's just seconds like i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here and it's it's like oh shit this is really cool actually Uh, and and, and if i do recall probably they were using
1: insomniac so spider yes yes sorry
2: it is it is spider-man ps4 yeah
1: okay i I couldn't tell if you were talking about spider-man or gta 5 or whatever but 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 this has implications for
2: yeah for any game like that
1: But, but still, yeah, yeah, no, 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 not this kind. I mean, I mean Spider- Spider-Man's a very de- detailed game, very, very large, very ambitious, like it's like a 78 gigabyte monster on, on, on PS4. There's a lot of production value and stuff in that, and the ps is loading that much that soon?
2: Damn! If you, I mean, if you go and watch that video, because the first part of it's... It takes eight seconds on the PS4, like whatever. Skip like forty seconds in to the fly through, and you really start to see the benefit of a faster hard drive speed. And this is something like I because I we all like Monster Hunter World. I played a hundred and twenty hours or something on Monster Hunter on my PS4 Pro. I have it on PC, I cannot go back because the pc is just that much faster. It's a world of difference when you are right into the action so quickly. And I, I hope that does a lot for just like, just make games fun again. You know, let's not have these two hour loading screens for nonsense. I'm tired of it. This is the next gen. Let's do it. I'm ready
1: and yeah somehow, somehow I'll bet I'll bet you cash money right now the next Rockstar game is going to take five hours it'll still, to, get, yeah. to, get, to get you out of the prologue
2: it'll still do it they just bloated everywhere but it's nice to see because I've always complained about loading times on console it's never as good as, as it should be really they always pick like the the lowest speed you can get on a crappy laptop hard drive to plunk in these things It's it's a disaster
0: yeah my I know I said this before about next gen consoles like I don't I don't care about the graphics or anything. I just want the system itself to not lag. Like, like, because at first it's like, oh man, this is so fast. It's so quick. But then you're like halfway through the generation. Like this thing is so slow. Like I remember using or going on to, uh, to get my kids, uh, Minecraft on PS3 and like, you know, download it for them and how horrible it was to go through the XMB and get to the PlayStation store and download that game and exit out and make sure it's downloading. like, and then to, now the ps4 like ps4 isn't that bad but there are still moments where it does have this like slowdown. to i'm like the future sucks i don't know <laughs> how
2: the playstation store is still so terrible oh, like ugh. 10 years later i know it makes me never
1: it's want to awful buy ever again i'll 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 still take it over over microsoft's xbox store though <laughs> also not good <laughs> yeah <laughs> also
2: not good it's really upsetting honestly <laughs> uh. All right. But it's an exciting year lo- for lo- next gen stuff happening.
1: We love you too, Microsoft. Don't worry. I do. I love my Xbox. <laughs> I don't care.
2: Kisses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> All right. Moving on to our last news story. This one's going to be
1: interesting. <sighs> Tyler, present ba, ba, ba. us with your story, sir. Well,. P- this is going to be a heavy one, guys, so uh, sober yourselves up with some coffee or whatever, because it appears that it is officially recognized by the World Health Organization that there's now a revision to the International Statistical Classification of Diseases and Health-Related Problems, that there is now officially a gaming disorder this have been officially placed into uh, the cl- the classification system and people are uh, people are quite cross about this as you can imagine Hmm. Because uh, because the um, the the ICD 11 basically that's the uh, the the summarized version of it is meant to uh com- is is meant to keep um an, an up to date um uh, record of mental behavioral and neuro- Neurodevelopmental disorders. A lot of people who go into psychology or any of the fields of the soft sciences basically have to they, they always have at least a copy of that somewhere. Speaking personally, I, I remember trying to get one myself when I was in when I was in college, but. And according to the official statement by uh, the official classification of the disorder, to make sure we're all on the same page here, is that the disorder specifically specifically states, and I quote, "...impaired control over gaming, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities." And mm-hmm. continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. Basically, if you really like playing Fortnite or Minecraft or whatever, but you still remember to, you know, bathe and pay your and pay your bills, this does not apply to you. Dang it. Hmm. But if you're doing it to the point where you're actively not eating. You're actively not whatever. Like you are actively damaging yourself. That would classify as a gaming disorder, according to the way the way this is written. And uh, a lot of organizations have been basically been pushing back against this official classification. Although it won't be going officially into effect until uh, January, uh, the first of January of 2022. But uh, like I said before, um, a lot of people have been kind of coming out like the the, e- the ESA, basically were saying, you know, this is ridiculous, this is not right, and a bunch of other professionals and psychologists have been calling this rushed and junk diagnosis, and basically have been kind of mentioning that this feels more like pressure from moral panic, oh, geez. more so <laughs> than, a, than a proper epidemic. And... I'm willing to believe that because it seems that the last time I heard anything about, uh, about you know, official statements or official stories of people who have died, you know, from game from game addiction or game compulsion, if you want to be pedantic about it, is ridiculous. Like, I think I think there's like a, a source of somewhere where there's like more people have died from overexposure to fans than to gaming. Well, I don't uh, the, think people the, the, need to die for this to be an issue, though. Exactly, and it seems that a lot of the issues involving gaming compulsion is mostly, well, people Well, people cited there's a possibility there was a lot of pressure from, from the Chinese and South, and South Korean governments because there is a very big you know compulsion issue uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 there th- 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 with the MMO market and the like, and it feels like uh, people want to say there was a lot of pressure, although the WHO did come out and say, no, 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 this is unbiased, which is... Unbiased, So it, it it's a very thorny issue, but I do see a lot of psychologists and a lot of, um, of uh, commentators basically kind of fighting back against it because, well, does anybody else see, kind of see a problem that's just called gaming disorder? Doesn't seem kind of broad. It seems
0: yeah, broad. I... It's not specific to it almost doesn't sound specific to video games because gaming could also be like um, like. Dungeons and Dragons or, or like games. it could be anything games,
2: that's the problem because like I, I see I feel like I'm I agree with this and I think it should be there and also I kind of don't see the point it's it's weird where yeah people are definitely addicted to games at that to the point of where it does affect their lives but that's just addiction do we really need a sub classification of addiction. And in, in this article I pulled up about this, it mentions gambling addiction, which is essentially the same kind of idea. So do we need it's similar. Yeah, do we need a further it, classification that just this is with games? Well,
1: like, well 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 well, once again so forth the I C D eleven is not an official official what's what's what I'm looking for. It is not it doesn't officially mark it as an official disease that everybody is diagnosed with, and it's a uniform thing. It's meant more as a reference point, okay. although although the uh, yeah, it's meant more, meant more of a, as a reference point. It's like okay, this person could have this, this person can have this, or this could be something to look into. This isn't th- this is not the equivalent of saying we've discovered a brand new pathological <laughs> you know d- disease that affects the brain and kills us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not it's not like that. It's like okay, it's, um... this should be t- this should be taken under scrutiny. But the problem unfortunately, is that since this is being ratified and added, it could add um... Authenticity to concerns Of the moral panic crowd Who are worried about my child's Addicted to video games and because of This there's now precedent for Them thinking there's legitimate worry What's so dumb though and is like those
0: same parents that are Like saying I'm so worried about my son playing Fortnite For you know eight hours or the same people That are binging friends for like Ten hours on <laughs> netflix like like the Idea so that <laughs> like the only reason Why tv we didn't have that problem when It was just like network television was because there was Commercial breaks and shows would only be on like once a night or once a week where now it's like you have everything at your fingertips you can binge a whole season of a show when it's released on Netflix and like people don't really see that as a problem but I think it is it's a huge problem and gaming is only a problem when you don't manage your kids like time with it like if you let them just have eight hours of video games like you are a bad parent like I think it's kind of crazy to let your kids you know eat that much video game in one sitting like, cause I wouldn't do it well, to myself. I would, I would, I would feel horrible if I sat and played video games for eight hours, not just like, because I should be doing other things, but like, I can't even sit and I can rarely play four out four hours of a video game in one
1: sitting. Cause that's just a lot. It's it's, it's interactive, empty calories. And hell, this is something that actually I did find a quote for, for, uh, from, a doc, from a doctor, Dr. Anthony M. Bean. He's kind of fighting for us as well for this because it is too broad definition. I mean, um, we, we kind of brought this up before. Gaming is a very diverse hobby. It's a very dedicated thing. And I really do believe that we are all hardcore gamers. And I do mean that in the sense that gaming is a very near and dear part of our lives. Same way pe- people are avid film fans or, or bookworms. But the thing is that there, we all know there's a big difference between, let's say, playing a, 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 pl- play a hardcore game where you play a couple of uh, already indie games and maybe the occasional blockbuster, or you play nothing but Fortnite or Call of Duty online and that's all you play, for, uh, and that's all you play, and that's it. There's a bit of a, there's a, bit of a difference in, in style and community there. But if I may... I, I, I mentioned the broadness, and Dr. Bean brings this up. Here's the quote, he, um, he gave this to Polygon. In the whole field of video game addiction, the instance of crud, that's actually the wrong quote, he, he basically did a self-thing where he looked at 100, 100 self-described gamers and, try, and tried to figure out if they believed they were addicted. And due to how loose the classification of the disorder is, it, it, it easily went from either 0.8% or 50% depending on what classification of gaming addiction you're looking at from various people. It's that broad. There is no – this is not codified. This is oh, – oh, you spent all day playing eight hours of a game, and, you know, you know, only had, like, one meal a day? You're addicted to video games. Like, okay, what exactly were they playing? Why were they playing it? And, you know, th- there's a wiggle room. And – Hmm. Here's the quote now, here's the quote now, one of the major concerns that we have is that we are putting the cart before the horse on this one, we don't know what video game addiction is, the psychology and medical fields took the concept of addiction, whether it's substance abuse or anything like that, and just switched it out with video games, the thinking, thinking was, it's a form of addiction, it's like any other addiction, but it's not the same, you can do the whole process over again with football. Why are we not considering that an addiction? What about someone who really likes to go to a library and read books? And they just can't put that book down because they're at that great part that they want. You force them to put that book down and their minds just going to be on it. Why is that a form of addiction? I mean... I,
2: that, I said that. <laughs> yeah, uh, right there. Ben. Yeah, it, it's anything is an addiction. It's kind of... There's no point in having this because anything can be addictive. Because this whole... this. This whole book of classifications is really for a psychiatrist or someone like that to diagnose you or your kid or whoever, right? So it's to help
0: them figure out what's going on good give me some I, pills so i can get back to playing my games
1: exactly uh <laughs> but it's but it, that's the joke though like so it, it's a guide for it's a guide for when it comes to treatment and, and recognition and the like it's it's it, it, it's as you said it, it's a soft science this isn't like oh you're addicted to this take these pills th- these pills and do this and mm-hmm. call me in the morning that that, that that's not how the psych- the psychology field works Well, they were psychiatry but moving on mm. i mean I mean, Ben, you say yourself yourself with the addiction, like there was a time where I remember I was playing through Undertale for the first time and I was getting near to the the finale and I, this was on a weekend, and I realized that I kept wanting to see the end of the game because I was just so invested with it. I got the final ending, got the credits rolling, I'm happy, you know, it's all over. I got the, the piece of pie by Goat Mom, it's all nice. Then I realized it was five in the freaking morning. Yeah, I yeah. Am I addicted to video games? Is that self-destructive uh, behavior? In
2: that no. instance, uh, sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something you can yeah. go
2: in and out of. It's like a binge and purge cycle with, I'm sure, a lot of addictions.
1: So I, I don't... It is kind of silly. This is clearly rushed. I and, and, and heck, the very fact we're throwing around the word addiction left and right j- just shows how much it's belittling the term when it comes to other much more oppressive and dangerous forms of compulsion that can Mm. have concrete measured much more easily chronicled issues of messing with people's lives like we mentioned gambling drug abuse etc you know it it it, it really it really does just kind of add this uh, this feeling that people are worried about games being such a big deal and now we're it does
2: it does seem kind of like hey why don't we do a better job at self-control when we try and be better to ourselves. Cause it's not like alcoholism or something. It's a, it's a different beast. Entirely.
1: I mean, it's really, we, ex- exactly. H- having said it though. I don't want to discount though, just all the different ways that gaming can be done, t- done to make their game compelling and make their content compulsive to look at. And for some people that can be a form of stress relief from their daily life. But as you said, anything can, anything can be abused in moderation. So it's it's infuriating. It's infuriating because I know there's some stuff that game gaming is not perfect. So I, I, I'll be the right. I'll be the first one to say that. Like we've talked about all this other nonsense here and there. But to me, equate it to gambling or anything else just kind of cheapens the whole thing. And I think that's I, I think that's a big misstep. Yeah.
2: there is a point so, to be made that games are inherently designed, the vast majority of them, for you to keep playing them because that's what, you know, either it's microtransactions or not. Just, hey, we want to hook players and make them keep playing. And that's
1: the lifestyle model that's really Yeah, big right
2: and it's now. not something I mean even a game like the the Castlevania collection. Like, oh there's another game in here, let me play the next game. Let me play the next game. The, every game has that hook of there's more. There's a more there's another Yoshi Sunflower for me to get right and it's kind of that collectathon um, compulsion with it that is inherent with a lot of game design and perhaps we should look at that and what that does to people instead of just this put it in lump it in with all addictions
1: Having said that, though those exact same loops and those exact same things are the same, are, are, can also easily be applied to let's say narrative hooks in film or yeah. or, or television well, or, or 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 plot or, or cliffhangers and in, and in, in novels. And we see it's that
2: just... with people rewatching Friends, all ten seasons of Friends, for years and years and years and years <laughs> and years. And but I think the difference there is it's a very passive thing. And you can't. Yeah. There's not like a pass fail on watching Friends. You just watch Friends, right? You can't invest twenty hours in a raid in WoW and lose. Like that—that's something that, that can happen there. So it's different. Oh
1: uh, yeah, absolutely. And I mentioned for—I mentioned for you know there's also these lifestyle games, which I do think should be overseen. Although you know the anti-loot box legislation is kind of cutting into that because I mentioned I'm still an avid Destiny player and. There have been a few moments where I'm like, okay, they could easily have made this a lot more grindy and a lot more intrusive on my free time. But there is still enough self-control there, even on a design level and on a quality of life level, that I don't feel like this is actively damaging me.
0: Well, I so, think it's, it's different with certain like games and services, oh, because I think once you're like for the most part, caught up on a lot of games of services. It's not about like investing a ton of hours. It's about just upkeep. But yep. you know, if you just got division two and you're like, fuck, I need to pour 30 hours or more 50 hours or whatever. Wait, what? no, it's more like a hundred to get to end game now. <laughs> um, like that's when it could kind of be, you know, out of, out of control. But, and that
2: design idea inherently leads to addiction that let me get the next piece of gear isn't potentially a good avenue for people to have with every
0: game
1: i think uh once again i think um but once again okay good well, once again, that's an issue with the model and how it is being done, which is why you know people like us comment on that sort of stuff, in order to, in order to ensure certain models don't over overreach their bounds, I'm trying I'm trying to say, to a certain extent, this sort of stuff is self is to a certain extent self-regulating with gaming press and the, and the game industry, but to have you know an official uh, you know psychiatric organization look at the entirety of gaming and say, hey, there's potentially there's potentially some very dangerous you know you know, risks with with partaking in this, in this pastime, that is not given to other forms of entertainment, I think is, is still a little bit of a problem. And mm-hmm. I know the ESA have been very vocal about this, and I'm hoping some sort of reconsideration's happening, because otherwise, this just kind of feels like – I mean, I mentioned before, game compulsion is a thing, and I think that's possibly, possibly a reference that, that certain doctors will, will be using, because, you know, not, not everybody's different, everybody's up, upbringing is different, there can be hedge cases like that, but my concern is the social stigma that this is now being given because of this particular um, uh, classification.
2: Is, is the layperson so aware of these classifications, you think? Uh,
1: n- absolutely not. As far as I can tell, this is probably for the sort of person that doesn't get out he doesn't get all that out all that much doesn't have too much of a social life and aside from you know working himself to the bone every every single day or possibly not he might just you know bin, you know bin, binge on a grindy MMO or a mobile game and just maybe invest too much time and money into that sort of thing and to the point of being self-destructive I'm just saying there's plenty of possibilities for this be, being a thing and the more and more doctors realize this could be a thing they can't find a way to help you know, you know how how the person deal with it, which I think is a positive. I can say to this now, now being published in the in the ICD 11. My, once again, my problem is those is that I imagine that there's, you know, we, we mentioned before, all these other parents saying like, oh no, my child's addicted to whatever, you know, addicted to Fortnite. Oh no, they might have a neurological developmental dis- disorder because because this book says so. Because I looked it up on WebMD or whatever, and let me self diagnose this kid and do all this different stuff. And for the record. Being diagnosed with autism in the '90s, when people didn't know all that much about it, it's a freaking nightmare. Don't do that to your kid, yeah, please. That's not good. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. You raise a good point with that.
2: Definitely with parents. Parents are bad. Can we just agree with that, right, Joel? You're a bad parent. Uh,
0: um, <laughs> you'll, I, you know, I would say that I, I am not a bad parent, but it's. I think it's if you're a parent that ignores technology or looks down on it I think that you are giving yourself a disadvantage, a disadvantage right away because
1: especially especially now because we are yeah. so we
0: we micromanage our internet for the good of our kids like we, we don't let them just have internet all day like they have to earn it they have to play outside like anytime they want to play outside we're outside that's our rule because we don't want them to be these shut in kids that are always on their games Because, yes, I enjoy playing games, too. Don't get me wrong. But I would hate for me to just be sitting in there in here for like eight hours playing a game and not enjoying being outside or hanging out with people, whatever. Like, I think for kids that are growing up with so much technology already that they have to deal with on a daily basis, like they shouldn't be on the Internet all the time. I think it is bad for them. Does it need to be classified? No. You just need to be a good parent. Pay attention to your kids. Know what they're doing. If you don't mm-hmm. know what they're doing, learn about it. Like, I feel like a lot of parents do that. Like, they just like, well, he's always on his tablet thing. Like, a lot of parents out here... What do I do? Yeah, a lot of parents out here are like that because they're not really into tech because they're, you know, they grew up, you know, in a farm place you know. hunting and being into outdoor shit. And so when their kids are all into all this tech shit, they have no idea what they're doing. And so... Like, I've I've introduced the Circle um, device that we have to a ton of people, and they're all like, oh, shit, that's a good idea. Because you create profiles for each of your kids, you manage their time, if they're good, and you want to reward them with maybe an extra half hour of YouTube or or Netflix or a video game, you can. And I think that, like, for me, I think that's such an advantage and being aware of what's out there. That I mean, and... Obviously, I'm not a perfect parent, but nobody is. But there are so many things you can do for your kids. Like, yeah, be aware of this gaming disorder. Know what it categorizes it and then be like, well, okay. I mean, I'm not going to name my kid a disorder of any sort because he likes video games. I'm just going to learn to manage his time with it. Absolutely. It's just great. Like, I just I mean, it's kind of a mix of like people that are. Aging out, you know, people that didn't grow up with video games and just look down on people that play video games. And like, I remember the Pac, I remember the Pac-Mans. I remember the Pac-mans. But then there's also this mid level of people that did have video games around, but don't see how casually and wide widely accepted they are by just about everybody, because everybody plays games for the most part, even people on their phones that even though oh, yeah. in the past we didn't want even, to consider yeah. them gamers i think they are gamers they are. and they are only helping us in a way like spread the fact that everybody can enjoy a video game no matter what yeah and then there's but, I mean, there's everybody else that like i mean you got so many people now that just enjoy playing video games of all sorts whether it's fortnite or you know monster hunter world or you know whatever's out and all of us are going to be growing up with this stuff and getting older and it's going to become more widely accepted and not just like, oh, he's a gamer. Ugh. Like, no, I fucking like everything <laughs> like get like everybody likes everything now. So just shut
1: up. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm right there with you. And of, 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 of course, once again, we're, we're not trying to say, you know, the gaming is absolutely perfect. There is some very tangential precedent for some some, some of the stacks should be taken seriously. But that is that's on a case-by-case basis and even and, and even then that is just regular habitual ocd compulsion and uh, it, it feels it feels weird because on the one hand i on one hand I, I i wouldn't mind this being in the icd-11 i just wish it was refined and more clearly defined mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I think the biggest cause, trouble because because uh... you know because because there is stuff in gaming that can be dangerous i mean we mentioned loot boxes uh, that could be very dangerous if not even if not done right but as as it is it's far too vague and it feels far too rushed i think that's where i'm standing
0: i feel like loot boxes are just the video game version of like infomercials or like qvc right because you got like <laughs> old grandma sitting there watching like you know, Golden Girl or whatever, and then all of a sudden QBC and she's like, Ooh, I want those Tupperwares and then they she purchases it. That's a loot box for them.
1: Joel I'm Joel be very thankful we're not in the same room right wow. now cuz I would smack you for Are that Are you kidding me? That's it's so relatable. Genius. In relation, that is
0: relatable. That, that is a loot box for like the people that only watch TV, right? Like the people that grew it's up not, in the early 90s. Yeah. No one is, not. is No one not
1: at all. Thank you, Ben! No. It's
0: it's like
2: a cool idea that's almost right, but no. It's not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, got fucking packages showing up. I do appreciate
2: the idea of, of loot boxes being like, hey, buy two loot boxes. Now there's four. We're throwing them in. Special deal.
0: We got to act now. Like really fast ads for loot boxes. I like that. That's fine, I used to love watching those infomercials where they, they were cool. Cook, where they cook Unbelievable. shit. Or like the smart chopper. Yeah. Oh,
2: dude! to chop chopping this with seven knives. Here's the super chop. Um, I love those. those yeah. are awesome.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. I think, Can you believe this? I think
0: one thing that I know it's probably not part of this—the gaming disorder thing—but um, I think social media, in a way, has revealed the ugly side of almost every <laughs> everything. everything, everything, right? Like people that, people, like the Game of Thrones people, the Star Wars yep. people, the Lord mm-hmm, of the Rings yeah. people, like. People are getting angry over everything, and it shows the ugly side of of being a fan of something, right? Like, I think I think you can. Yeah, I think people not, ha- feel like they have to be categorized as like a hardcore fan of something, and that it's almost, not enough just to like
1: something. You have to feel like you own it.
0: Yeah, and it almost makes mm-hmm. you like, in a way, escalate your feelings to be louder, right? Like you got to be better. Yeah, I'm the like better fan, the like, bigger one, and, and like you know all. If if I don't like something, maybe I'll say something about it on Twitter, but like I don't go and scream at other people that are enjoying it. I think that's stupid. And I think that's something and a lot a lot of people well, are doing it as a troll. It's like, "Oh, I'm just trolling him. I just want to get some sort of reaction." I think it's, it's okay to oh, oh, express oh, oh, your oh. critiques, but I don't like it's just sucks to it's live It's different in this world. to critique and then and it's a different to critique
2: and or or Start a petition to change the writers for an episode, or like change the ending to Mass Effect, or all this nonsense. It's a completely different thing to say you didn't like it versus uh, I demand this be changed because fuck you.
0: Yeah. Oh god.
1: You you clearly don't know what you're talking about. Therefore, it is my duty to strike you down. (laughs) Oh, so pompous assholes on the internet. Absolutely. Just idiots. Actually on, the to- actually, on the topic of nostalgia-oriented things, just a very quick thing. I did actually see the remake of Aladdin recently. Oh, what would you think? This is going to sound weird because I wanted to kind of hate it because <laughs> I, loved Robin Wo- I loved Robin Williams as the genie. And I told myself that movie was perfect. And it's great. And Robin Williams sells it. And Will Smith can never replace Robin Williams. Hashtag not my genie, whatever. But then I took a step back. And tried rewatching some of the original Aladdin, and <sighs> it's kind of racist. Yeah, yeah. Dude,
0: all <laughs> old, all old Disney cartoons are a little racist. Secretly racist. They are, especially Dumbo. Don't go watch that anymore.
1: Of, no, no, here's the thing. Uh, specifically for me, specifically for me, like all the other movies of Disney that I never saw, that were kind of older, I'm like, products of their time were better now. No, this was something I grew up with when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember having the v- I remember having the VHS. Yeah. I remember like another Arabian Night. This is a fun movie. And then like fast forward 20 years, I was like this movie is perfect. How dare they remake it? I rewatch. I-, I-, I look at like the first scene. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 this, is this what we thought Middle Eastern people were like? Oh my gosh, we're, we're terrible people. But. See, you know, I looked back at that and then I checked out the remake and I'm like, okay, they made a lot of smart updates to this. Uh, and I'm like, I didn't hate it. I actually, I legitimately liked it. Like I loved Will Smith as the genie. He'd put his own spin on it. He had his very Will Smith take on it. I liked how the, I liked how the like, updated Jasmine, like she actually had a motivation and an arc aside from, I don't want to be a princess anymore. I don't want to get married. Wah. And uh, the, the, uh, the lead for Aladdin was actually pr- pretty fun. He had a lot of, you know, kind of nice sort of, you know, sleight of hand stuff going on because he's a thief. I like that. And I love the sort of Bollywood feel for, for, for the movie. Like, they oh, re- nice. really went for... Yeah, they yeah, yeah it's Bollywood, a musical. Dude. and it... Yeah, yeah, I had a sort yeah, of, like, dance energy to it. So I'm like, okay, I can, I could dictate t- t- this. Like, I had a lot of fun. And then I got to Jafar and I'm like, wow, <laughs> he kind of sucks in this.
0: I've heard. I've heard uh, it's. Uh, it's been pretty. I've heard it's pretty good. Um, yeah. To me, it's always yeah, hard to hate Will Smith, no matter what he's in. There are a lot of things really that, he, hard that he's done that are like not great,
1: but like movies. Oh yeah. Like I, I saw. Suic- I saw Suicide Squad and I hated that, but I still loved him in- He's the best part of that movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's so weird. I exactly. actually. Can't- when when Suicide Squad first came out, like my wife and I, we actually enjoyed that movie and we watched it like. Again, several times. It's just a movie you put on, and like you just—it's a dumb it. movie. It's a dumb fun movie. And then at a certain point, I was just like, I don't like this movie. Can we? <laughs> I just got to a point <laughs> I was like, this is not good. And it's—it's it's not that I was like in denial. It's just I enjoyed parts of it, and then I got after those enjoyable parts
1: just like wore off. I was like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> so basically, any time Will Smith was on camera, you're like, oh wow, this isn't all that good. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, pretty much
1: but uh, but yeah kind of uh, bit of a surprise but yeah I actually didn't I didn't hate the, the Aladdin remake and I've been pretty erg on on the Disney remakes like I didn't really I didn't really like Beauty and the Beast I thought Maleficent was creative to say the least and they're making a sequel and uh, yeah they're making a sequel I didn't bother with Dumbo because that was a dumb idea on paper and <laughs> I am not gonna bo- I- I'm sorry I- I'm not gonna see the Lion King remake like that that I'm sorry no no, 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 no. Yeah. A li- live action in air quotes, Lion King, not going to work. But Aladdin, I, I actually liked, I actually liked the Aladdin remake. So, Lion King, you know, actually pretty good. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, Oh, that go works. in the corner, Ben. I didn't say that, that was am, Joel. Yeah, I said it. I am a true fan, Joel, and I will not let you besmirch the name of the Lion King. Oh, you geez. must be struck down. Before, oh, well, <laughs>
0: how about how about uh, bringing it back together and working with the me here? Theaters.
1: I'm trying to bring a theme back together here, Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: I was going to say, I won't I won't go see it in theaters. I, I don't get to see any of them. Yeah, one. I won't go see any of those in theaters. I only invest that much money in theaters when it's like a Marvel movie for the most part. Or like, I didn't get to go see Spider-Verse in theaters, but I bought it and I love it. Um,
1: I, I, I saw it twice in theaters. I have it on Amazon Video and I'm actually willing to pay money for a Blu-ray. Holy crap, that movie was great. Yeah. Uh, Detective Pikachu was really good. I yep. Detective Pikachu mm-hmm. was really good, and we're just rallying off movies. Yeah, now, now. this is so, just uh, movies. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I guess we can kind of wrap it up. Um, any last words about
0: anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, Yay, movies. News? What? No. Besides movies, gets no. to get back to games. No, nothing. Hmm.
1: Um, I I, fi- I actually finally downloaded Joker for Smash Brothers Ultimates and checked them out, and uh, yeah. I actually liked how they did Mementos, and I, I, it was kind of a little gift uh, for me to me after finishing Persona 5, because, like, in my weird canon, it's like, yeah, you won, Joker. Every- everything's over. The metaverse has been destroyed. You, you win. And and, and and I get to punch the crap out of Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And th- <gasps> <laughs> I need... I still need to do
0: that. I have not touched Smash Brothers in a while. I did you pop win. it in and play through a couple of, like, just the classic campaigns or whatever but Mm -hmm. i just haven't i've been only playing stardew valley on that on my switch god you you guys and your stardew valley i love it it's just so relaxing to play (laughs) but i don't know we'll see i i plan on uh getting back into that because it's it's been a long time since i've played that and i i love that game anyways i guess that will be it for us uh thanks once again guys for joining me on this beloved podcast Always Ooh, a pleasure. beloved. it. Beloved. And, uh... Beloved. <laughs> don't forget to head over to uh, thegamefanatics.com and don't forget to go and subscribe to the podcast, whether you're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, don't forget to go to our YouTube page and subscribe there. We should have some upcoming Let's Plays. I've got one for Rage 2 in the works and then um, I will be doing one for Dauntless. Hopefully one of you guys can join me while I play that and we can discuss and have fun and <gasps> have good shenanigans. And, uh... But, yeah, other than that, uh, thanks again for checking it out. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Game Fanatics Podcast. Oh.
1: I don't like that. Are you trying to give, like, a punk rock vibe, man? Because uh, okay. uh, b- <laughs> 2001
2: MTV called and they want their announcer back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to do, honestly And I can't really do that many that, voices that, so. that. that, that, That's not that, that like an MTV guy Trying to go screamo metal Trying not to wake his mom in the other mm-hmm, room What mm-hmm. the fuck
2: that? There's a quiet loudness to it Oh shit, she woke up
1: Good <laughs> Good night, everybody